The third one, appropriately enough, is a counterfeit of Earth. Ninety-six percent of its circumference, but with a slightly larger iron core, so it has 101 percent of its mass. You don't notice that one percent much. Two moons, one, two-thirds the size of Earth's moon, but closer than Luna, so in the sky it takes up the same amount of real estate. The second moon, a captured asteroid, is much smaller and closer in. It's in an unstable orbit. Eventually, it will tumble and fall into the planet below. Best estimate is this will happen in about a quarter of a million years. The natives are not terribly concerned at the moment. This world was found by humans nearly 75 years ago. The Eolon had a colony there, but the colonial defense forces corrected that. Then the Eolon, shall we say, checked the math on that equation, and it was another couple of years before it was all sorted out. When it was, the colonial union opened the world to colonists from Earth, mostly from India. They arrived in waves. The first one after the planet was secured from the Eolon, and the second shortly after the subcontinental war on Earth, when the occupation-backed probationary government offered the most notable supporters of the Chowdhury regime the choice of colonization or imprisonment. Most went into exile, taking their families with them. These people didn't so much dream of the stars as had them forced upon them. Given the people who live on the planet, you would think it would have a name that reflects their heritage. You would be wrong. The planet is called Huckleberry, named, no doubt, by some twain-loving apparatchik of the Colonial Union. Huckleberry's large moon is Sawyer. The small one is Becky. Its three major continents are Samuel, Langhorn, and Clemens. From Clemens, there is a long, curling string of volcanic islands, known as the Livy Archipelago, set in the Calaveras Ocean. Most of the prominent features were dubbed in various aspects Twainania before the first settlers arrived. They seem to have accepted this with good grace. Stand on this planet with me now. Look up in the sky, in the direction of the constellation Lotus. In it, there is a star, yellow like the one this planet circles, around which I was born two other lives ago. From here, it is so far away as to be invisible to the eye, which is often how I feel about the life I lived there. My name is John Perry. I am 88 years old. I have lived on this planet for nearly eight years now. It is my home, which I share with my wife and my adopted daughter. Welcome to Huckleberry. In this story, it's the next world I leave behind, but not the final one. The story of how I left Huckleberry begins, as do all worthy stories, with a goat. Savitri Guntapali, my assistant, didn't even look up from her book as I came back from lunch. There's a goat in your office, she said. Huh, I said. I thought we'd sprayed for those. This got an upward glance, which counted as a victory as these things go. It brought the Chingolpet brothers with it, she said. Crap, I said. The last pair of brothers who fought as much as the Chingolpet brothers were named Cain and Abel, and at least one of them finally took some direct action. 
I thought I told you not to let those two in my office when I wasn't around. You said no such thing, Savitri said. Let's make it a standing order, I said. And even if you had, Savitri continued, setting down her book, this assumes that either Chengalpet would listen to me, which neither would. Aftab stomped through first with the goat, and Nisim followed right after. Neither of them so much as looked in my direction. I don't want to have to deal with the Chengal pets, I said. I just ate. Savitri reached over to the side of the desk, grabbed her wastebasket, and placed it on top of her desk. By all means, vomit first, she said. I had met Savitri several years before while I was touring the colonies as a representative of the colonial defense forces, talking it up to the various colonies I was sent to.